Hello and welcome to the Everlifting Podcast. Another short episode for you guys, and this one, well, it might stir up some feelings. I don't know why, but for some reason people feel strongly about this. I don't really, I'm just gonna give you my opinion. Today's topic is deloads. What is a deload? Well, typically it's you take a lighter week. Are they necessary? Eh, let's examine that a bit. First of all, some people think that you should plan your deloads. I am typically not one of those persons. The reason is this. How the hell do I am I gonna know when you fill down the drain? Hey, but Stefan, you just programmed a super heavy week for me. Yeah, I did. But maybe the stars aligned and maybe you don't feel drained, and I'm gonna have you deload, but you're still on your on the top of your little peak. And now, instead of lifting heavy and setting new PRs, I'm gonna have you lift at 70%. It makes no sense. You can try to plan for it, but it's it's never gonna be exact. Uh, I don't think so, at least. Now, there are exceptions to what I just said, so I'm gonna play devil's advocate with myself. If you train extremely hard, extremely hard, and for short periods of time, it's pretty easy to plan in deloads. An example of this would be two very hard weeks and then one lighter week. The first time I went to Bulgaria, uh, Vanev suggested I do something like that, but you have to put into perspective what that really means in that system. That means the two heavy weeks, they are twice per day training sessions. Uh, at that point in time we might have had Sunday off I'm not sure or maybe we just did one training session with max squats I'm not quite sure anyway it was probably around 12 sessions per week and we trained super hard the the in intensity as anyone who has ever heard of the Bulgarian system knows is very high we didn't do maxes every day because that's not how we typically start out people uh, but there's very frequent maxes and what people forget about or don't know about is that it's a significant amount of volume too. And there's two training sessions per day. You will feel like absolute shit. So he suggested every third week we go lighter. Now that is not a rest week. That is not like a 60% week. How it looks is typically like this. You might do uh, just take one max attempt instead of three or four. Or you might back off the volume and just take the max. And uh, that's essentially the deload. I know that for people talking about deloads, that's not what they have in mind. So you have to put this thing into perspective. Within that system, within that layout, that deload made a lot of sense because after those two weeks when you're pushing hard, you're gonna feel totally drained and yeah, you're still taking maxes on your deload, but those maxes are gonna feel easy in comparison. So let's talk more traditional deload. Uh, one rule that I've used a lot ever since I started developing my own system years ago is the 60% rule. Obviously, I got that from um, Kramer and Satsiorsky's book, uh, Science and Practice of Strength Training, where they bring it up, where essentially they say that 
the lightest period should be roughly 60% of the heaviest. And I think I've written about this on the website if you want to check it out at everlifting.com. It's a, it's a very easy way to plan things. Now, 60% might not mean 60% intensity. It could mean 60% volume. And uh, if you look at it that way, that's actually pretty close to uh, the example I mentioned from Bulgaria. And I know for a fact that they didn't read this book. So it's, it's not something new. It's, it's something that a lot of people intuitively come up with that when you cut back, that's, that's about right. You need to cut back significantly. If you want to make the math easier, just go 50%. Who cares? Typically, during those periods, I don't prefer to lower the intensity too much. There's a time and a place to lower the intensity. It might be before a competition. Depending on the system you use and depending on the sport, if it's weightlifting or powerlifting or whatever it is, uh, that might be longer or shorter. The last really heavy stuff we do for a powerlifting meet at the present time is one week before, but that's one single and it shouldn't feel that heavy. Percentage-wise it will look heavy because we expect them to break a PR at the meet, but it's going to feel pretty easy in comparison. The last session that's going to feel harder will typically be about 10 to 14 days out. Now that so the week before the week of the competition is actually a deload if you want to call it that but we might lift at 80% or something like that. So it's um again I'm not a percentage guy I'm just giving you rough ideas. So in my book within that system it's a deload. You need to put everything into perspective of the system. Some people will say you should rest for a full week. I'm definitely not one of those people. I have never trained anyone that benefits from that. I guess there are people that do, but, well, not anyone that has used the training methods that I do, at least. If it works for you, then great. But the problem, again, you, you can't plan your deloads because you never know when you're going to be strong. Aside from the competition, there, then you might want to do it but because you want to be fresh for the meet. But... Other than that, just it's very, very difficult to plan deloads. You just get better at auto-regulating your training. If you feel like shit, then back it off. And that's something you or your coach or whoever is in charge of your training should be able to tell when it's time to back off. Also, in my experience, deloads for most people come naturally. Now, what I mean by that is you have Christmas coming up or you have a vacation coming up or there is always a few things throughout every year where you're like, oh, I can't make all the training sessions this week. Well, great. You have your deload. What else do you need? But back to auto-regulating, um, you can obviously auto-regulate within the session. So you come to the training, you start warming up and it feels like crap. Well... You might back off that session, you might, depending on the system, you might just hit accessory exercises or you might just hit one or two sets instead of five, whatever kind of layout you're using. There are different ways to deal with that. But 
you should also auto-regulate on a bigger scale. Now what I mean by that is, I might have a lifter going through stressful periods. Perhaps he's out of, he lost his job or yes, relationship problems, all that stuff. Now I know some people like to deal with that with hard training and that's fine. But for some people it will mean that their stress levels are so high and the stress from the training, which remember training is stress. That's what we're trying to do in training. We're trying to put stress on the system. The stress from the training just adds up to even more stress in life and it just turns into a shitstorm. So that's auto-regulating on a bigger scale and that's something, if you're a coach or a trainer, you need to be on top of that. You need to be able to look at your lifters and understand when to push them and not to push them. And sometimes you can just ask them, but that's not always the case because they don't always have the best answer for themselves. If they did, they probably wouldn't need you. So you need to really understand when to push and when to hold back in regards to that. But those, again, those are not weekly examples or even monthly examples because that kind of uh, bigger scale uh, deloading or auto-regulating it's something that might pop up once a year or twice a year. Who knows? It depends on the person and living situation, of, of course. So you need to be aware of stressful jobs and stressful life situations and understand what kind of person that is uh, that's having them. If, if it's someone who deals with them well by going in and killing it at the gym or if it's someone that just gonna perform like shit in the gym then just back it off they will not lose any significant amount of strength and that's another thing to bring up uh, how much strength do you lose with a deload well you shouldn't lose any you should get stronger that's the whole theory if you feel like you're losing strength then you're doing it wrong and that's why i think the plan deloads that a lot of people do i'm not saying everyone a lot of people are taking are a complete waste of time and they're worse, they're, they're actually counterproductive because they haven't trained hard enough to actually warrant that deload. So what they're doing is they're just training less without any benefit to it. You need to have trained hard for a deload to make sense. So ask yourself, have you accumulated so much fatigue and stress that a deload actually serves a purpose? Or is it just in your program because some joker wrote that after three weeks or four weeks you need to deload? That's the question that you have to answer. Anyway, that's it for today. If you have any suggestions on other topics that you want me to cover, then hit me up on Instagram. I'm at the everlifting in one word. And please support the cause by sharing the podcast if you enjoy it because I'm a one-man band. This is completely done without any backing. So if you can share it, I'm so happy. Anyways, take care, guys. I'm out. Ciao.